1: And
0: good morning, dear ones. Rev Brizby, over here.
1: Rev Z right here.
0: And this is Ministers Talking Shit. It happens every Friday morning, 7 a.m. on the Mountain Time Zone, where we get a chance to come together and, well, like the video says, talk about whatever we want to talk about. So uh, today, however, we do want to get kicked off and started uh, with a prayer raising up and a prayer for, for peace and health for former president bill clinton uh did not know that he was admitted to the hospital earlier this week uh with what they're saying is some covid related experiences Uh, we're not really sure exactly but uh doctors say he's on the mend and uh and so we raise up a a prayer of health for him and a prayer for peace for him and his family as well
1: Mm -hmm. morning z how you doing bro oh doing well man doing well you know getting in getting into this uh (laughs) changing weather thing going on over here in Colorado and uh across the country. Mm-hmm. It uh you know, it's freezing today and uh by Sunday it's going to be back in the 70s. So yeah. schizophrenic um, weather.
0: <laughs> and yes, folks, all across the country this weekend you'll be hearing stories about skiing in Colorado and mm-hmm. the fact that we had one ski area that's opening this weekend. <laughs> Do not come visit Don't come ski it; It won't be good. Uh, It'll just be some people messing around. (laughs) Anyway, uh, one of our other stories we want to bring to you, you know, there's a feeling, Z, we were talking before the show, all is right in the universe when Captain Kirk is in space. And if you haven't heard, folks, uh, William Shatner took a flight on Blue Origin yesterday. And uh, Z, you were telling me you watched it
1: live? Yeah, I watched it, and uh, you know, it was it was, you know, for me, it's 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 always dramatic because I used to work in the space industry, worked on space shuttle first four launchings, and so when I see these things go up, it's amazing to me to look at the 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 nuances of it, knowing what it takes. And he came down; he was overwhelmed. And what was key to me is that this dude's ninety years old, and so to me, it was like, wow. I understand what it takes to get up and come down. And for a 90-year-old body to do that and come down, it was pretty amazing to me.
0: Yeah. Yes. So all is well in the universe, folks. It's all good. Uh, And here's how good it is. (laughs) It's so good. uh, we're rooting uh, the world, life, spirit, is rooting the cancer. We've used that term specifically here this morning out of pro football here in the United States. So uh, this is the story we really want to dig into today, folks, right? It's here is, in my opinion, here is where we need a new thought perspective. Here is where uh, I believe new thought can be part of the healing uh, that's absolutely necessary uh, to what's going on? So uh, Z, fill everybody in just a little bit on uh, on on the breaking news. In the end. you're my, you're our sports commentator, so uh, share with everybody what's going
1: on. Sure, um, you know. So I'm I'm sure everyone has heard it by now, and and it's really buzzing here in Denver because the lost uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are coming into town this weekend to play the Denver Broncos, and so earlier this week. Or uh, at the end of last week, some uh, emails came out that uh, Gruden had made fun of the NFL rep, uh, who was the lawyer and player representatives, made a comment that his lips were like uh, Michelin tires. And then he came forth about it and said, okay, well, no, that was, you know, many years ago, because it happened, I think, in 2010, 2011. Uh, but he said, I'm not a racist. And, you know, he, he kind of, tried to play it off. Uh and then a couple of days later, some other emails erupted where he made fun in of the of the commissioner and he uh they have some misogynistic photos that, that uh he exchanged with one of the I think it was the owner of the Washington football team and, and made some homophobic statements. And uh at that time the whole house of cards just fell down. Um because he, you know as opposed to trying to just own up to it and get out in front of it, he denied it. And somebody just said, okay, well, here we go. Let's just dump the junk truck. And it's unfortunate for everybody, especially for him because oh yeah, <laughs> he, he just, he just built a $4.5 million house in Las Vegas. Uh, and now, you know, but that's another story. The real story is when we look at the system of, Sports in general, NFL specifically, which is about you know 70, 75 percent black. Right. For for the leaders of the teams and the owners of the teams that have these kind of ideas about its players, it's it's its representatives, it just continues to speak to the privilege of the owners, uh, and the coaches and anyone that's involved in the management of this league. <laughs> And how the institutional racism, if we can go there, is embedded in all systems in this country, even the entertainment. And so we have a continued reminder that, hey, as a country, as a people, we have to begin to uh, figure this out. And how do we, I mean, it's not going to happen overnight. We know that. But there has to be some long-term continual efforts to fix these problems or else we're going to be doomed right I,
0: the when i look at the nfl i found this analogy early this morning as well rome wasn't built in a day and rome didn't burn in a day and mm-hmm. the nfl is appears to be doing a slow burn um and I want to remind everybody, we're talking about communications between a head coach at the Raiders and the owner of what is now considered, is now WFT, the Washington football team. But that's very, very new for most people because up until, what, a year ago, they were still the Washington, quote, Redskins, and that organization was still dragging its heels about changing its name and really only Mm -hmm. ever changed its name because – People stood up and demanded it and did it. I would say the owner probably still feels a little under duress. I, I would say the owner might still describe that name change as being under duress. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: the, the culture, and here's where I come back to, the culture of the NFL is damaged, is outdated, is no longer necessary, is no longer beneficial. It, it's got to go the existing predominance of white superiority and yeah okay it's still again just if he had said you know what i'm mucked up i'm mucked up bad and i need and i'm gonna make changes and here's what we're gonna do and i've got a plan and i'm gonna hand the team off for six weeks and i'm gonna go put myself in rehab for this and there's a whole nother story that emerges But yeah. what we continue to see in the NFL is old white guys digging in their heels, saying, "I ain't wrong. That wasn't wrong yeah. of me. That that wasn't." And how do we change that part? Is
1: what well, and question. you know, you know, I'm I'm old enough to remember uh, back in the day when the when the statement was made publicly. That black quarterbacks can't think, and they were not, you know, that wasn't a position that they could play. Um, and I'll leave the coach nameless who said that. And for those who want to figure it out, they can go Google it. Um, but that was an actual statement. And when you look at the league now, when you look at the at the uh, uh um God, my I just slipped my mind there, the guys. It's funny. The guys in at, at Arizona, the guys in Philadelphia, so he's having a little problem. Jalen Hurts from last night, he, they lost. Uh, but when you look at all of the quarterbacks that have come in and, and when you go now and look at college quarterback, there are tons of black quarterbacks uh, because that was supposed to be the most intelligent position on the field. And of course, blacks couldn't do that. And so, That has changed in terms of playing the positions, but the attitudes seem to be very similar in how they respect and treat and deal with black athletes and black quarterbacks across the league.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's interesting. As we're sharing this, I was reminded of – when I grew up, so you're just a we'll say we'll say you're just a few more years in wisdom than I am, Z. And uh there but we had that movie uh, semi tough, the movie semi tough. Chris Christopher and, and uh Burt Reynolds, I forget who else, right? And it glorified the excess of being a professional athlete. Of being a professional football star, mm-hmm. it it glorified all of the problems we're talking about: sexism, the misogyny, homophobia, all these things, the racism. It glorified all of that, but that was the culture. That was what we were right. That's what we were taught as kids.
1: Mm-hmm. It, you
0: know, comedy mocks the truth, but it's not far mm-hmm. from the truth. What we've learned, yep. what I've learned over my lifetime since then, is yeah, there was that. But we also have real, real problems with excess of concussions leading to brain damage and PTSD and all the um, a little bit of misogyny can go a long way in the hand of of somebody whose brain is deteriorating and has unlimited money and unlimited access to weapons. And so we end up with a domestic violence problem within the NFL. Mm hmm. All of these things, we we didn't need to get here. We didn't need to get here if all of the if we had not glorified some of these things. If we had dealt with some of these issues at the call at the level of cause, rather than continuing to gloss it over, push it down the kick it down the can and pretend it didn't exist. And I'm, I'm exactly. When
1: as a kid, I exactly. liked football. And <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, um, that, that I, I mean, all kids like some form of football, whether they modified it or not. But because it was doing when we growing up, is fun. It's a way to play. You get exercise. You you can begin to develop who you are, uh, uh, in some ways. But when it becomes a money making scheme, it gets it gets it, you you start walking a thin line because of course all sports in some ways have been called modern day slavery uh um, um high price slavery uh, but slavery nonetheless um i mean you could just look to the and 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 this is just an example and i'm not siding with any excuse me any part of it uh, you look at the whole Kyrie Irving situation going on in basketball up in uh, right. in new york it's where they're to- telling him you know if you don't get the if you don't get the shot you can't play. You can't come to the facility. Now, that's, that's a double-edged 600. sword. I get it.
0: Uh, <laughs> and for him, that's, six, that's $600,000 a game. Or something like uh, that. Uh, this yeah, $300,000 300
1: and something a day, a game. $385,000 a game for every game he missed. Okay. Based on his salary.
0: Um, so, like, <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's, it's it would be very tough to call that man a slave. But then again, he's got he's got somebody sta- basically standing on his neck saying, you do this or I'm taking away your livelihood.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
0: if he and if he isn't hasn't been smart enough to save his money and invest his money, it could be a real problem for the man. Yeah. Right. yeah. Folks, if you're just joining us, it's Friday morning. The minister's talking shit, And we're, let's say, uh, eyeball deep. In these No, I haven't read them. Uh, in the email revelations that have come forward around um, it's mm-hmm. John Gruden, right, the, the head coach of uh, the uh, the Raiders team, and his communications with the owners of the Washington Football Team, and what this points to Z is there. It's got to be everywhere. This it doesn't just stop with two guys. Um, mm-hmm. So we know it's everywhere. What it I believe it is time for really is it might be time for a good deep cleaning. And mm-hmm. we might need to burn the fields a little. And uh for every so often farmers light their fields on fire to burn what's there and, and re, re renourish, reinvigorate yeah. the soil.
1: I'm sure sh- I'm sh- Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, the, I wanted to just pick up on that one point you made. It's a small club. There's a few people that own, that have the money and power, even when you get the conglomerates to go in and buy a team. That's a small community of football. And we're just looking at football. Our football team owners, there's a small community of football uh, head coaches. So, so we know these guys are in, in, in communication. They talk. They hang out together. You know, they share drinks and meals. So we know that these ideas now I'm not saying it's pervasive, but we definitely know that it's there because we know we also have some progressive owners and coaches uh who, who are serious. I mean, you know, one would be the example of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, you know, his whole almost his whole coaching staff is black at the head levels, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Uh, because he understands. That you know, I need to be able to uh to show what I know. I mean, these are the best guys that I can find on the field, and we're gonna put them there regardless of color, orientation, anything else.
0: Right. So there's a the seed, and those are that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for those stories. Um, right. I think we've all known intuitively that there's a dark streak to the to the NFL, let's say. Or I wanna. Okay, I'm on a new crusade. I'm going off topic, folks. I'm going off reservation. He's he's got no idea what's coming. But no, like I so I want to get rid of these black terms, like the black sheep of the family. Uh, in disc golf, we've got a thing called a black ace. If you throw your disc and it and it goes in the wrong basket, but it goes in a basket off... That's a black ace, not real. Not. I want to get rid of all these phrases in our in our vocabulary. And there's a few in my head that just keep... I got to work on it. So that's my new crusade, folks. I want you to join in me. And that's enough of using the black side of life to demote less than perfection or yeah. or an alternative perfection that's not really perfection. I got to get rid of this. So anyway, <laughs> where were we? Uh, yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> like- no, that's good. I, I, I like that because... You know, uh, to be honest, I'll stay on that point for a minute. My son uh, actually came to my wife and asked her asked her once when he was a lot younger about this whole question about, you know, he's in a pretty much all white environment uh, and he's looking at himself. And, you know, one thing in the African American community, you can have a kid from the same mother and father and they could be completely two shades different uh one could be very light one can be very dark and be full brothers and sisters or full brothers or whatever and he had a question as to am i bad because of my skin color you know because black was given a and, and has been and continues to be given a bad term so that I, I I would join you on that crusade.
0: Yes. So it's the alternate sheep. I yes. don't know. Help help me find the term. When you know, when if you know what a better yeah, folks, if you're listening, yeah. what what's a better term? What can I substitute here? Give me something to substitute and I will. Uh and we'll change that. And that's yes. what it's gonna, I I believe that's what it's gonna take in the NFL is one pep- one person at a time saying, you know what, I've had enough. I'm guilty. Like we need a march of coaches and coordinators and everybody in the NFL to walk across that stage and say, "I'm guilty too. I did it. I'm sorry. Please forgive me." Let's ho ho Pono, the whole NFL, right? And get some good, clean energy. Because yes, there is there is a redeeming quality in a safe in making the sport safe. So that youth can enjoy it and be safe so we don't have the concussion repercussions and all the health problems, but that we could and create a safe and, and healthy culture for young men and women and the young beings to come up in um, and create maybe a new pastime, a new, you know great sport
1: and 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 that's and that that the key words you said there, I think for me is culture. Because I have a, I have a grandson who's, you know, his father played in the NFL. His brother played Division One football. Uh, and so now, now, of course, he wants to play. Uh, and, uh, you know, when I look at, I've seen recently some examples of pee coaches. Now, my grandson is eight years old. But I've seen some guys who are coaching eight, nine, ten-year-olds, putting them through some football drills that are deadly. Uh, you know, that shouldn't even be allowed almost in the whole sport, let alone at an eight-, nine-year-old, ten-year-old level, where they're just having right. kids stand up and kids just come and knock them down. Wow. No protection, no nothing. Two-on-one. I mean, we have to begin to look at this and, and begin to say, okay, we, we it's a good sport, but it's a fun sport. It helps develop all kinds of things. Uh, things, you know, teamwork, self-development, self-respect, I mean, a whole bunch of things. We could go on and on, but we have to do it safely. We don't want to do it at the expense of an eight-year-old kid that's in second grade or third grade, depending on when their birthday falls. I mean, we have to begin to look at the whole system and, and figure out how to make it, as you said, better, safer, you know, more enjoyable and less reckless. Right. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I think and, you just described, yeah. and And one last thing, and having grown men trying to build their career off of eight-year-old kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enough of that. <laughs> I, but I, you just kind of struck on something that for me it is in many ways like an analogy for life, We're making it safer and more fun and making things more accessible. And allowing ourselves to continue a journey that that brings that continues to evolve every aspect. So let's put this in the football question, right? The safety measures within football have evolved. Rules yes. have evolved. You can't blindside people, right? Different hits, different things, and and we, the players, and the and they argue about a hey, what's this. At the end of the day, I don't think any of the players are really out there, lest they move a little. They're not really trying to hurt each other. They're just trying to get their job done. The rules evolved. The equipment evolved. But it doesn't appear like the culture evolved. And that's where we're at now. And that's what we're working on now. So we can call, um, you know, again changing my language i stop calling people out we're not calling anybody out we're calling them in we're calling football mm-hmm. into a greater understanding that all this stuff works together that they're part they're not just a thing they're not just a cog in the greater wheel of society they are integral to all of it that every part of this is necessary and they've got to clean up their stuff just like all the other organizations <laughs> just like Hollywood is being called into a more holistic a more holistic systematic look of eliminating these things, just like politics is being called into letting go of mm-hmm. these these things. Mm-hmm. Football is getting its me too moment, I think.
1: Yeah. And 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 I love a comment by Wayne. Wayne says, <laughs> not hockey. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, and, and it's we we we, we you know and, and it's great when we you know when we have this kind of interaction because we begin to see that you know everything has its issues, right? And 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 that's part of the growing process, you know, like like you know, you you hear when kids when kids start to grow, they start complaining to their parents, my knees hurt, you know, my my hips hurt because the bones joints and growing and and we know that that is a part of what has to happen for them to grow and so I look at this in that banner you know regardless of the sport football baseball basketball you know I remember a time when when um in baseball you know after Jackie Robinson there were a lot of blacks playing professional baseball now that trend has Shifted more to uh, Latinx and Hispanic players that are in the league playing, and so this whole thing in sports and 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 that whole industry, if you will, it has to begin to get more equitable at the at the at the administrative levels. And some some organizations and some sports are doing better than others in terms of trying to root out these past behaviors and ideologies that have made it, uh, that has given it some black eyes, let's say.
0: Right, exactly. I'm still on the hockey thing. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And and here's why. I'll own right up to it. Right? As soon as I heard that, my mind went, well, yeah, that's because black guys don't play hockey.
1: There only been and, a few.
0: And then my and so a, a quick wiki list shows about a hundred. Uh, a quick wiki search shows about a hundred black players in the NFL over the NFL's history. Yes, that is dismal. Um, but here's the deeper introspection, right? Mm-hmm. Is my mind went to yeah, that's because black guys don't play hockey. And then my mind said, Why is that? And what pops up is they have weak ankles. Now these these are not things I go around talking about in public, folks, right? These are not things that I write in my blog. But those that's what we're asking everybody to do, to to really look at where do my beliefs come trace those things back, right? Mm-hmm. Is that can that be true? Black black men have weak ankles. Bullshit. That is that cannot be physiologically true. No. Do some? Yeah. yeah. Do some white guys have weak ankle? Yeah. Do we mm-hmm. all have our own unique bot? Yes. But that in no way precludes a black athlete from playing hockey or being successful in hockey, which means there must be something else going on there. So does hockey have a problem? Well, we don't know about it outright. But all, if I shake my magic, oh, there it is again, my magic eight ball. If I shake my magic ball, oracle there's a better than average chance there's a problem there and we just don't know about
1: it yeah well and part of it is privilege for 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 you know the things that they say uh blacks or african americans are more suited for track and field football you know basketball these things take very little money to get involved all i need is a good pair of shoes and a ball I start playing hockey well I got to get equipment I got to get ice time I got to get you know a, some protective gear which speaks to a, a level of financial privilege if you will or at least financial astuteness to be able to play that game to run track play football for someone who's coming from a marginalized community doesn't take much to get them involved at least in the very beginning yes
0: well, folks, you know, we never we never pretend that we're going to solve all the all the things that are going on in the world, all the concerns we see. Uh, but we do promise that uh, we will pray about it uh, because what we know and what we teach is if there is a human concern, there is a spiritual solution to that concern. Yes. And part of our work is to do as we've been ta- as, as do as I say and as I do look at what causes the deeper belief mm-hmm. trace those beliefs back to their roots to their and then let's excise those let's pray those things away let's heal up those old belief systems right if i if if black guys don't have if black guys ankles aren't strong enough to play hockey how is it that black guys ankles are strong enough to run around a track hockey you got stuff supporting there you know all we have to eliminate all these things from our from, from that deeper level of thinking, that deeper level within us, so that we can bring forward a world that's working for everyone, where everyone recognizes each other's divinity and everyone is embracing and and praising each other's unique divinity. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting there one week at a time, Z. Yeah. We shall, yeah.
1: We sh- we shall and, get and, and, there. And, yeah, and we ask the questions and let let ourselves and others wrestle with it in their mind to come to their own logical conclusion if they give an honest assessment of the situation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it looks like my co-host has uh, somehow popped off and now he's popping back in. There he goes. <laughs> I was about to say, folks, we're going to get out of
0: here, <laughs> and I was out of here, uh, so uh, we're going to let you get out of here uh, for this Friday morning. Please do remember here on the New Thought Media Network, we've got a full day of broadcasting and scheduling mm. for you. Keep on checking back uh, in just about a half an hour. It, we start with uh, Be Your Own Hero with Seku Wright. He'll tell you about his hero hoodies uh at eight o'clock 8 15 is morning prayers 8 30 rev melissa with the morning sip nine o'clock rev steph with wake up say thank you i'll be back at 9 30 with the heart of peace meditation uh and even in the evening this afternoon we've got the new thought musicians showcase and uh, this evening the fireside chat with pastor michael as well so thank you for being with us oh, until next time peace Oops, lost my movie too. Ha <laughs> ha.